Welcome to the very first episode of the Detail Solutions Podcast. My name is Alex Russell, and I'm going to be your host. For this episode, I decided to go a little bit easy and just invite a good friend of mine on to talk about some things going on in the detailing industry, ask him some questions about his brand, um, see where things kind of go, just have a little fun with it is all we're going to do with this first episode. Uh, So please help me welcome Mr. Payne Assassin himself, Jason Bruno. Hey, there he is. What's up? How you doing? doing? I would give you an applause, but you know my situation, so maybe maybe I can try and edit it in after we do this. How is your hand doing? It's it's all right. It's uh, it's getting better. Um, I can move it a little bit more now, but um, still hurts. So, um, all right. So this is the first episode of the Detail Solutions Podcast. Jason Bruno. Um, it's Mr. Bruno. Let's do let's do a Cliff Notes version introduction because I you know like I know a lot of people really I know a lot of people know who you are and things like that but maybe not might not know everything or a little bit but I always hate when people give like these super long drawn out backstories kind of deal so let's yeah. hear a Cliff Notes version introduction. Uh, cliff Notes. So yeah. it's been- 10 years in the Army as an infantry sniper. Uh, after I spent my 10 years in the Army, uh, I was in cor- uh, the correctional uh, side of law enforcement. Um, then after that, I got into the car wash business. And then after that, detailing. And this is where I am today, doing pain assassins and, and still detailing. Gotcha. Right. So that kind of like goes into one of the, the like the next thing I was going to ask you about is, you know, like how you got into um, or, or where, you know, like how and where did you start detailing? So, you know, obviously, like you just said, car washing, things like that. So, like, how did that all start? Where did you? So, like, so, being there, a, so, so it, it's going to be a little drawn out. I know you didn't want to. No, go no. I mean, I, and I get that part of it. I mean, you know, I, I know so, everybody's got to tell the story. Uh, so like I just said, I was in the military for 10 years. I was an infantry sniper. Uh, you know, I, I seen some stuff in, in war that a person should probably never see in their lifetime, but you know, it is. Um, and then when I got out of active duty, I joined the national guard. So it was kind of still in, but doing the one weekend a month, two weeks a year type deal. And then I got a job, uh, with the Massachusetts department of corrections. And I did that for about six months, moved down to Florida and the DOC down here, it's like a $7 pay cut (laughs) compared to Massachusetts. So I wasn't about to take that big of a pay cut. And plus, uh, the stress that comes with being a correctional officer is not what I really wanted to handle every day of my life for the next 20 years or so. So, I got into to to a a car wash just because it was easy and you know the pay was actually pretty good compared to a CEO, believe it or not. Um, right. And so I did that yeah, for a, a, little, huh? a lot of a lot of people would be surprised that I mean, like you know, you can make some pretty decent money in the car wash. I mean, I did it for twenty years and made pretty good money. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, compared to what people think, you know, like, oh, you're a car washer kind of deal. Um, 
So, like, like, but what drew you to go to the car wash for a job, or, or was it just you, you just kind of looking, looking for jobs? And just kind well, of I love cars, man. Like, I, I've always loved cars. Um, I may not know a lot about, like, the engines and all the schematics and everything about a car, but I still right. love the I love to drive fast and, you know, all the good stuff that isn't mechanical <laughs> I like about cars, you know? Right, so, right, exactly. It was a no-brainer to, to just go into the car wash business. I mean, you get to see cool cars all day. And after that, um, I didn't really even know what detailing was. Like, I knew cleaning a car and stuff like that. So uh, once I learned the basics of detailing and everything, I've kind of fell in love with, with, with detailing itself. And I moved on from just working the lines at the car wash and everything. So uh, <laughs> after, after doing probably two years of car wash detailing, which is a lot different than, you know, exactly what we're doing now. Exactly. Yeah. A lot different than yeah. what we do now. Um, I moved on to um, working for actual detail shops and learning, expanding um, on what I've learned from the car wash. Then I got sure. in direction. So the rest is pretty much history after that. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's it, that's that's the one thing I can definitely say. I mean, <clears throat> car wash detailing to, like, paint correction detailing or whatever is completely night and day. I mean, like, I remember but talking even, to people, and, was, and they would be like, paint correction. I'm like, yeah, a buffet wax. Like, yeah, I know how to do that. I can I can do that all day long. And little did I, learn, little did I know then that they were talking about something completely different <laughs> What right. I, than what I thought of. Um, so, so what are your? I mean, I know, I know you have a list because you always, you always post up when people ask. But what are some of your favorite products to use that that you just like? You gotta have it. I mean, like when you came to my shop the other day, like you had some go-to kind of stuff. So, like, yeah, like what? Are, what are some of your favorites? What are, what are your go-to's? Um, I mean, I love Sonax. Um, the cut max is really good. The perfect finish is a no brainer for a lot of vehicles to finish down. Um, same with car pro reflect essence, essence plus, um, clear cut. Um, those are pretty good too. I always have those in my, in my, uh, arsenal. Um, right. He has became one of my favorites now. Um, I always have that on hand. Uh, but there's a lot of other stuff that I, I have a list of, of things I recommend to a lot of people and the list is pretty big. And to go through that yeah. whole, list, yeah, no, 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 I'm not asking you to go through right. the whole list, we, but I also, I also have, have a list of things to try because right. I, I talk to a lot of people and they tell me what they're using and I'm like, Oh, well, how do you like it? They'll tell me how they like it. I'll put it on my to get list and yeah, exactly. I get and I try and if I like it then it makes my personal list if it doesn't then it doesn't right well and I can tell you I mean when we when we worked on that that dually you know and you you had me try the last cut you know that's that's definitely something that you know will be on my list because because I used it the other day um on the challenger that I did mm -hmm. um and it, and it worked really nice so that's Know, thanks to you that that'll be one to add to my list my collection um what's your what's your absolute favorite like the hands down go-to 
<laughs> I don't even know. I, I don't even have an absolute favorite because every every pain is different and every right. company reacts differently to different pain. So, I mean, I can't really give a definitive answer on my absolute favorite. I mean, I if I had to choose a favorite, though, like it would be a finishing polish and it's a tie between perfect finish and reflex. Because those two yeah. down are probably the f- best finishing polishes I've ever used. Right, right. How about pads? Do you, do you have a preference? Oh, that's like easy, man. HDO all day. HDO. How do you really say that? That's so <laughs> easy. But, I mean, like I said, there's always a time and place for every pad. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, I right. love HDO. And, um, but I also like Buff and Shine pads, too, because some of their pads are a little bit more aggressive than the HDO, which sometimes that's needed. Sometimes it's yeah, no, yeah, exactly. And I, and I and I've learned to to appreciate the HDO a little bit more lately. I, I wasn't super fond of it when I first tried it out. I didn't like you said. I didn't think you know like I didn't think it had an aggress- as much aggressiveness as I really wanted it to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've learned to kind of manipulate it now a little bit with mm-hmm. my my cuts to to get it to do what I do or what I want it to do. Um, but uh, Rupes wool, that coarse wool pad has been my my favorite for probably the past year right now. I think so the only thing cool. that really separates the HDO from any other pad is their foam interface. That 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 yeah. interface is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it definitely makes it a lot, a lot easier, a lot nicer. Um, what about a, uh, what about style or technique? Is there something mm-hmm. that that you feel that you do that's a little, little bit different, or do you, do you have like a certain way that you, you know, run the buffers speed wise, um, setting wise, or whatever like that? Um, and I know everybody's kind of different. Everybody <laughs> has their own their own yeah. technique and things yep. like that. Right? I mean, I, I would I would answer that the same way you just said it was is obviously right. I, I do have my own technique and I do have my own way of, of doing things because it works for me and I get results. Everybody, yeah. like, like me and you, when we did the dually, we did two two different sides and I was using two different methods and two different products compared to what you were doing, but right. I, the result was the same. So. Yeah, my, my techniques are probably a lot different from a lot of other people. Um, when I'm cutting, um, I'm, I'm going balls to wall and, and sending it on, on the highest speed. Right. <clears throat> you know, and when I'm, you know, finishing down, I'm probably between a speed of four and three, four, maybe even five. Oh, wow. So you're still, so you're still high with your Yeah, I mean – it depends on the paint too. Like if it's yeah. a black GM, I'm gonna go slower, and if it's like a Ford, I'm I'm gonna go at, at a rate where I feel comfortable. I mean, like I said, it's it's all it's all preference to whoever's behind. Yeah. It. And no, 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 it, no, exactly. I mean, that's kind of how I used to be. I used to be full send on cut, and then, and then my polish was like a four or a three, somewhere around there. Um, and then I saw a video with Jason Rose um, doing some Rupez stuff, and, and he was talking about cutting at four and polishing down at two. You just have a little bit better control of the machine and a little better balance. And so I started playing with that. And 
<clears throat> and that's pretty much how I roll now. I'm I'm four, four and a half on my cuts, um, and I'm and I'm two, maybe two and a half on my polishing out. Um, and 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 I do I, and I feel I feel like it's it's a better control of the machine. Um, I'm just not like you know rushing through it or whatever. But you know then I talk to guys like you or like I oh. talked with you know Cormie at uh, SEMA. You know just guys that are full send and, and that's cool. You know. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, man. When when I went to Cormie's shop, man, that dude. When when he says he full sends it, that that motherfucker full sends it. So right, right, exactly, exactly. From that one week that I was at, that we dubbed it Camp Cormy. So I learned yeah. a lot. So a lot of a lot of my technique um, came from working with a bunch of people. Like came right, exactly. Take a little bit from everybody, kind yep. of deal. Yeah. Me, no, Bill, awesome. Vincent. Um, who else was there? Jeez, I'm having a brain fart. Tyler, um, yeah, I'm having a brain fart, but yeah, there was a lot of good people there that week, and and literally we were bouncing everything off of each other, like yeah. what we do here and blah blah blah, and it was very, it was a very good experience. So um, I will oh, cool. for that one week. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> so so let's jump into pain assassins a little bit. So how did you come up with pain assassins? Because I heard that you were like sleeping one night, you had an epiphany, woke up the next morning, and uh, pain assassins was formed. Is there any, any truth to that? or Not, you know, not, like, not really. So here's the thing. When I got getting into um, paint correction, <clears throat> um, I was just learning the basics, and I found out that there was like detailing groups on Facebook. So I was like, okay, cool. So I'll go check it out. And there was one Facebook group um, that has around, what, 57K members, I think. I think you know who I'm talking about. I'm pretty sure anybody who's going to listen to this will be knowing who I'm talking about. Uh, And I went into that group, and I'm not saying that it's it's a terrible group, but it just, I just wasn't getting the answers I was looking for or getting like shitted on by other people. And I'm like, well, that, that's not cool, man. And, and at literally you can get like a hundred responses on, on a post. And it's like, you kind of like, well, who do I look at? Who do I, who do I listen to? It's kind of, it's all all over the place. So I spent, I don't know, thinking back and forth, like, should I make a group? Some other people who have groups, uh, Billy Baggis was one of them. Obviously, he has American Detailer Garage. And I spoke to him about right. And he kind of gave me some pointers and everything like that. So I try to come up with names, first of all. Pain Assassins was definitely not the first name. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what, what were some of the names? I was like, yo, I want to remember Paint Slayers, right? And then I was, then I found out that somebody uses the name paint slayers. And I was like, well, shit, I can't use that. I was like, well, what can I use? I need something catchy. And I started like wordplay. So I'm, I'm kind of good at playing and everything like that. Um, so my wife helped me out a little bit and she was like, well, what, what about like pain assassins? And I was like, that does sound good. And it rolls right off the tongue. Uh, right. You know, I did a little design with the, with the wording and I'm like, I like this. And so I was like, I really want to do something for a logo. 
And me being in the military and me being, you know, in the infantry, our uh, insignia are crossed rifles. So I was like, right. I want to like cross the polishers because I was like, that's that's a good that's good for me because it, it has a little bit of my military background into it and right. have the future of my detailing career into it also. So yeah. <clears throat> came up with the cross polishers and the first design, you know, obviously I thought it was cool, but it looked like crap. I'm not even going to lie. Cause I still have it. <laughs> and I look at it today and I'm like, man, what the hell was I thinking? Right. right. I in touch with Dave Christensen who is a genius, by the way, if anybody needs their logo done or, or any business cards or any of that nature, this guy is like the go-to. Good. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've heard a lot about him doing stuff. Yeah. So he made the logo that you see today, and I couldn't be more happier with it because it's perfect. Right. So that's the basically the story behind Paint Assassins. I wanted to create a group that where we had professionals in it, and you can get accurate, good information from some of the best people in the industry and you could take it to the bank and you know, it's going to work. And at the same time, I wanted new people to come into a group and feel comfortable because right. groups and get shitted on and getting talked down to because you don't know something that's absolutely wrong. And I want that person to, to feel comfortable, to have confidence that they're going into a group and they're going to receive great information, no matter what level of knowledge you have. And so, so how long, because Paint Assassins hasn't been around for that long, right? It'll be but two years. Two, two years? Two years. Two years so, and, and how did you get guys like Cormie and Knox and Andy Ward and Vincent and Tommy, and, you know, just heavy big hitters, big name guys to come into this group? Did you already know them? to invite them or was it or was it something that you they they found the group and then you kind of became you know friends with them and, so what i think it was i mean i invited people to the group and people were asking me oh what's this what's this and i had to explain to them like you know this is a group for professionals for you know pain correction to learn grow and share whatever and um i think it just spread from just people inviting other people and right. once um, people realized what the group was about and they kind of just stayed, I guess, and just rolled with what was going on. I mean, I can't really say I brought those guys in. Um, it, it's all I, I just I, I, I'd say it would probably probably be the members who brought everybody in, because like I said, the group or the brand wouldn't be what it is without the people who support it and the people. Right. Yeah. Like I didn't, I don't know. I just, I, I just didn't know if you knew those guys already for like from other groups and, and kind of invited them. Nope. Um, I mean, you know, I didn't know, just, any, I didn't know who really anybody was when I first made pain assassins, you know, I was still okay. coming up as, as a detailer too. And, right. you know, it, it, like I said, it's all, it's all thanks to the members. And I made a lot of good relationships just from the group itself. So, uh, right. I think everybody in the group has made great relationships with people that, you know, and, and again, just because of the camaraderie yeah. in the group yeah. um, and, and, and doing exactly what you set out to do of being a group that, you know, you're not getting, you know, somebody just, you know, raining on your parade, um, maybe because you aren't 
100% perfect um, versus some of these other groups where if your camera angles aren't exactly spot on or your, you know, job maybe was tougher than it, you know, was or, or um, you know, maybe the client didn't have the budget to do more than kind of deal, you know, and people just trash you because it's not what, what either they feel it should have been or what they think it should be kind of thing. So no, I think that's, I think that's pretty awesome. Um, what's, what's something that's happened because of pain assassins that you like blow, that like blows your mind. Like you don't, you can't believe you're like, holy cow, like that happened. But you know, kind of because of pain assassins. Like maybe it wouldn't have happened if you, you know, didn't have pain assassins or were <laughs> yeah, Okay, I, so here's the thing. When I, uh, having people come up to me and ask to take a picture with me still blows my mind. Um, <laughs> I never thought that uh, I would actually have people who would want to take a picture with me. Now, and this is coming from somebody who is a war veteran, right? Like, right, right. I get off a plane in my uniform and I get a lot of thank yous. And yeah. I was like getting used to it. I was like, okay, you know, thank you. You're welcome. You know, thank you for your service. You know, thank you for your support and all that stuff. Right. I never had someone, oh, I want to take a picture with you. But now it's, right. I go to like a, a detailing event, like, you know, Mobile Tech Expo. I got people like, oh, man, I, I want to meet you. I can't wait to meet you. Or I want to take a picture with you. Will you take a picture with me? It's it's still it's humbling. It, it really is. Yeah. Um, and, and that's probably what shocks me the most. That's cool. That's cool. I was I wasn't sure what you would say with that, but that's definitely I think <laughs> something I wasn't expecting. Um, how about <laughs> so? How about a job that you've worked on that's kind of pushed you to your limits and you've overcome? Like, what what can you say? Like, what's that one? Or do you have that one that you like maybe wanted to throw in the towel but pushed through it and and came out the other side? I mean. Cause we all have that, you know, and, and, and I think that's, you know, something that I myself feel that, you know, like it happens to me a lot, you know, and I, and I just sometimes just have kind of have to step back and take a breath and, you know, like, you know, think like, what would Noxie do or you know, something <laughs> like that, you know, kind of, kind of deal, you know, and push through it. Like, cause we all have it. And I, and, and I know that, you know, like maybe somebody who's going to listen to it, you know, might think that, you know, a lot of us are just so amazing, you know, when, when they have tough times. So, you know, what's one that sticks out to you, you know, that, that, that it's kind of a reminder to, to just keep on, keep on trucking kind of deal. I, I don't, I don't, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Don't have one too many. <laughs> There's a lot of jobs where I'm just like, you know, fuck this shit. I just want to, I'm just going to walk away. And, uh, right. Recently. Cause my memory, <laughs> not even the dueling. I mean, that wasn't even that bad. I mean, right. you want to walk away. Um, I would shit recently. And this is like, how about the, the Porsche. Yeah. I was going to say the Porsche maybe. I mean, here's the thing too, though. I mean, it was a 07, and the thing had a lot of rock chips on it, and it had some pretty rough paint. And right. I mean, I, 
I wouldn't even say I wanted to walk away from it, but I mean, it was a little bit of a challenge, but I'm not trying to toot my own horn and make it seem like I'm, I'm like the shit or anything, but I mean, it, it was a challenge to get that paint to look the way it did. It took me a, right. a half days to correct that car with two stages of cutting and then like two stages of polishing. So, wow. It was, it was a rough one for sure. Um, but I don't, that, that was probably, that's probably the only job recently that I can think of that made me just want to be like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I know we all have them. Um, you know, it's, I think that's, I think that's why I wanted to ask that question. It was just because, you know, if this thing does get any views, the people that, you know, are listening can, can kind of relate that, that everybody has. Yeah. Absolutely. Everybody that, has those days. You know, and the thing you, is, wanna, you just want to run your head through the wall. And, you know. and, the, and the thing is, like, there's a lot of people out there that like want to reach that, that perfection goal. Right. right? And, and, Believe me, I'm I'm in that category as well, but I also know that perfection can't be reached because there's no no such thing as perfection. Right. There's there's no way. I mean, like you know, and, and that's the thing. I, I you know, I, I feel like you. You know, like I'm still in that that category of of striving to be some of these guys. Um, you know that I look up to, um, but at the end of the day. You know, even they're not hitting perfection, even mm-hmm. if they're doing, you know, full on wet sands and, you know, just crazy, crazy, crazy everything that, you know, a lot of times I'm just like, man, like, I would love to be able to do that. But, you know, somebody told me at the, you know, a while back, you know, at the end of the day, the client's going to jump in it and within probably six months to a year, get tired of hand washing it themselves and start running it through the car wash. So why, you know, well, here's the thing too. If you're, if your customer is getting tired of, first of all, I don't, I don't like when people give out these maintenance wash packages to their clients. Cause it, it, it's like, dude, you're losing out on business and you're losing out on money, you know, have right come back to you for your maintenance washes it's a good way to to keep money flowing it's a good way to keep an eye on the car that you did to make sure there's no problems because you know a customer is going to do it themselves and come back like what's wrong with my coating bro like you know that's that's the thing you should have your customers come back for your maintenance washes do maintenance maintenance washes suck to do yeah but it's easy what does it take around yeah. 30 to 40 minutes to just wash the car, do the rim tires, windows, and send it for right. 50 to 75 bucks? Come on. Yep. I mean, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, I'm kind of like both sides of the fence on that, you know, because, I mean, you know, I have my my washes that I take care of on yeah. a weekly basis. Um, and, and you're absolutely right. I mean, they're, they're, the, they're so easy that a lot of times I'm driving away from, the client's house, um, going to the next one or, or, you know, delivering the vehicle back from the shop to, to their work. And I'm like, Holy cow, did I, you know, like I have to mentally go back through everything I did because it just seems like it was way too fast. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's the beauty of doing it on a weekly basis is that it stays clean. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, I'm kind of like, Ugh, you know, 
I'm like, I really don't want to do these washes today. Like, you know, like, I'm tired of doing washes. It also gives you um, a little bit of separation from doing all that correction work. Because doing doing all that correction work on a weekend, you can burn it. It kills you. You need a break. It kills you. Yeah, exactly. Having those maintenance come in, you can do three maintenance washes in a day and then probably start on a pain correction. You know, that's why I try to tell people, like, always have your customer come back. Offer them their first maintenance wash free, you know, and then. Yeah, I mean, even if you bill it into the price of the coating, you know, you charge an extra 50 bucks, 75 bucks or whatever. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I, that, that that's one of my pet peeves is is some people selling products to customers so they can do it on their own. They're like, and they always say, "Oh, it'll make it easy for you to wash." Well, no shit, it'll make yeah. it easy <laughs> yourself to wash too. So right, right. I mean, I understand that you're you're making money selling products to these customers to do it, but that's just a one-time profit. When right, they, exactly. And you're you're only making I what maybe fifteen percent. Right. Yeah. I, I try to just tell details, have them come back. Just have right, them. Exactly. Oh, it's very smart. Um, so what's something that you haven't done yet, but are looking forward to do? And I mean, this could be something like a car. This could be just something in business. It could be something in pain assassins. Like, you know, what's something you haven't done yet, but want to do? Uh, I want to do, I want to start my trainings. I want to start pain assassin trainings. That's something I really want to do. I've been thinking about it for the, uh, since the beginning of 2020, um, actually really thinking about it. I thought about it last year and, um, I just felt like I didn't have enough knowledge to, to teach people yet. And I still right. feel like I, I don't, but I'm also this past, what is it? It's July, right? Yeah. At the past six months, um, uh, I've been just filling up my head with as much knowledge as I can to, to pass on to people, which, you know, brings me to the project that I'm working on. So, uh, hopefully, you know, maybe by the end of the year, the start of next year, I'll be able to do the pain assassin trainings and everything like that. I want to just make it worth it for the detailers. I want to, you know, make it affordable and make it worth it for both of us. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And also see SEMA, yeah. Yeah, you know, a lot of people were asking about you when I went last year. Well, that's just because the belt was there. <laughs> yeah, probably. That thing made me famous. Well, that was a pretty good idea, man. I'm not going to lie, because you, you were the one who came up with the idea, hey, can I take the belt to SEMA? Right, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it was a little bit selfish, you know. I didn't care. <laughs> I, wanted, I, wanted to, I wanted to ride the coattails of the belt. Dude, I don't even um, have the belt right now, okay? I know. Doesn't Vincent still have it? Yeah, it's in California. Yeah. So, um, so I guess like my next question, I don't know, maybe maybe this will kind of maybe you kind of just answered it, but um, you know, what are some goals that you have for pain assassins? Well, yeah, the training is is one of them. Um, I don't know the project that I'm working on. Um, I don't want to really say what it is yet. Um, there's a few people that know what it is. You know what it is. Um, that that was that I wouldn't even say I wasn't even aiming to do something like that. You know, when the quarantine started, I was like, I need to do something, man. I need to do something with my life. I need to, I need to keep myself busy. That's exactly what I did. I just started doing the project that I'm working on now. 
and gave myself at the end of the year to complete it. And it's it's almost there. I mean, I'm six months into it, and it's I think I'm on track with it. Um, right. I, I want to have a facility to be able to hold the trainings as well. So I've been looking all over the place in Florida right now for for a <laughs> facility, and and it's right. It's 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 annoying at at times, you know. But um, no, I, I yeah, because because some places are too big, too expensive. Some places are too small, but just right. And, yeah, yeah. No, but it happen. It will happen. I mean, I'm I'm right. not giving up on it. You know, it it is a goal of mine. So I have a I have a long term goal list and a short term goal list. So. Gotcha. I mean, those those are some goals right there that I want to have for Pain Assassins. The website is one of them that I'm still working on right now too. So, um, yeah, yeah, you got to make it easier for people to buy the merch, man, versus having to message you and and then you do it. Do it I know, up. I know, but I also like it that it. way. I like to communicate with my customers. You know. No, I get it. I get it. Well, then, well, then, what you need to do is you just need to start doing all, doing all the. Uh, Printing in house and do it that way, and then, <laughs> and then you can keep up on on top of everything. Yeah, that'll be that'll be when I get the facility going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, is there is there somebody that you've met that changed your perception of them for good or bad? Like maybe somebody that you held to high regard, and then they just ended up being a total dick bag, or somebody you thought was a dick bag that actually ended up being. Really cool. And so I'm not gonna. You don't have. You. you don't have. You don't have to name names if you don't. If you don't want to. But. <laughs> um, who have I met that I thought was a douchebag, but turned out to be a pretty cool guy? Or or somebody who was good. Yeah, you thought was good that ended up being a douchebag. I mean, it could go either way. I mean, I just well, I'm not somebody, telling you who somebody I think is a douchebag. So I'm not answering that part of it. No, I got you. Um, let's see. Uh, I don't even know, to be honest. Um, I mean, it could be maybe somebody you thought was really good and they're not, or somebody you thought was absolutely horrible and ended up being like really talented. I mean, it just, just however, however you thought of them and, and they weren't, I mean, it's, it's just, uh, you know, has there been anybody who's, well, here's, if not, here's the thing. I, nobody. I, uh, no matter what people say about other people and a lot of people tell me what they think about a lot of people, I always try to keep an open mind because my perspective on somebody may be different from somebody else's. Right. I can't really say I thought anybody was a complete douchebag before I met them. Um, everybody who I've met personally, uh, they have all been who they are, you know, on Facebook or online. I mean, there's, there's no different, to their to their style when i met when i met tommy davis man that that dude is as cool as a cucumber let me tell you yeah. like he yeah. was just like hey man i swear to god it was like watching an episode of cheech and chong <laughs> yeah. He's cool yeah, Tom, tommy tommy tommy's a good guy I, i've gotten the chance to meet tommy twice now the first time was at the uh daytona truck um truck show truck meet whatever that thing is called you last there? year uh, yeah, he was there. I know. Um, no, you were there because I was there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there. I was there. I was. I was there with the. the I, I was there briefly. I was. I, I went Sunday because I was busy on Saturday, so I went no, Sunday. Sunday for, there. Sunday I went home. Yeah, and then um, 
and then I met him at SEMA again. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to spend a little bit more time um, talking to him at SEMA, uh, just because by then I, I kind of knew him a little bit more through Facebook and everything. And then, of course, I was hanging out with, with Vincent and Rohan and, and Josh in the, the Angel Wax booth. So, well, I, um, you know what? Thinking, of, thinking about that. There is one person that, you know, I didn't think that they were a douchebag, but considering that they were a little older than I was, I thought they'd be a little different compared to uh, how, I go, how I how I do things or how I right. quote-unquote party, uh, was Bill Martin, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. So when we all met up in Louisiana, man, I'm like, oh, I don't want to, like, you know, offend, offend him or anything like that because, you know, I'm like, you know, maybe 15 years younger than him. Right. I don't want to, like, you know, offend him and, and, you know, make him turn out to be, like, the old grumpy man. But, man, he was he was cool as shit, too, man. He was he was hanging with the young ones, too. He he, <laughs> he totally, he totally uh, not what I expected from a man that, of his age. That dude, right. he, can, he can work with the best of them and, you know, he can hang with the best of them. Awesome. Hang on one second. Um um, all right, and so lastly, because we're kind of coming up on 36 minutes here, and I don't yep. want to, I don't want to go crazy long with this. Um, we might have lost people probably at the five-minute mark, anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, the Pain Assassin Awards—they're coming mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to tell people about them? You know how they're going to be able to vote. Do you want to give a look? Because I know you post on the on the pages or on the on the mm-hmm. Pain Assassins page a little bit, but it doesn't seem like there's. I mean, at least when I kind of look at it, I could be wrong, but it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of questions or comments or things like that. So maybe this is a way for you to kind of you know explain it to everybody, let everybody know what's going on, how it's going to happen, where it's going to take place, like what your plan is for, like you know whatever. You, so you want to unload on it right so uh the reason why i wanted to do the pain assassin awards is i wanted to expand um the the recognition that pain assassin gives out you know we do the paint correction of the month we do the reflection of the week um my instagram is always giving shout outs to a lot of people um who do fantastic work or if they tag pain assassins i always add their um their picture or video to the pain assassin story. So it's just another way to show recognition to the detailers um, and to give more back. Um, Obviously we do the pain correction of the year, which is a pretty big deal. Um, I love, I love that. And I'm still tweaking with how we're going to do pain correction of the year. Like the first year, we did it just based on likes, you know, the second year we did a whole bracket type thing. I don't know if I want to do that again. Cause that was just too much. Um, right. this year, you know, we're doing it where, uh, whoever wins paint correction of the month gets an entry into paint correction of the year, which will be a blind voting as well. Or yeah, it'll be a blind voting. So no names will go along with the pictures and, um, everybody will get a chance to vote, uh, on which picture they like the most. So with the paint, Pain Assassin Awards, you know, we got the Pain Assassin of the Year, we got the Up and Coming Assassin, and then we have the Distributor of the Year. There's only three awards. There's only there only needs to be three awards. Uh, right. You know, 
the pain assassin of the year is somebody who represents the industry uh, in a good way. Somebody who does fantastic work, who helps people out without regard um, and is also willing to to learn more themselves. And the same thing goes for the up and coming assassin, too, is just somebody who uh, is just getting into pain correction and, you know, has shown uh, a tremendous amount of improvement. Um, distributor of the year is pretty much self-explanatory, but right. it goes beyond than it goes beyond than the, just the company. Like uh, we see the IDA awards do the distributor of the year as well. So, you know, they give the award to the bigger companies, but I feel like, you know, the actual distributors such as, you know, Vincent Gentile with, you know, Angel Wax SoCal or, right. or Jace Price with, you know, the last detail who does the last cut. Um, those guys are the real distributors. You know, they talk to the clientele. They you know, give tips and tricks on, on their own products. And, you know, they take the time out to actually communicate with the customers. So that's right. where I want to do distributor of the year to actually recognize the actual distributors of the companies that they distribute. Right. Through. Right. Um, Not just the big, the big conglomerate kind of. Right. Deal. So um, it's just a way to just give recognition out to the small guys, you know. Uh, and the way that it's gonna go is I got the nominations already in; they're already locked up. Um, I'll announce them August first. I was going to go with uh, three nominees, but uh, there were so many good names that I couldn't just pick three out of the six. Right. So there's going to be six names in each category. Um, I'm going to create a uh, survey where um, everybody can go on the website and vote for who they want to win the award. So I'm going to do an award show on Facebook Live um, at the end of the year. Not sure on the date yet. I'm not sure on the place yet either, but I'll figure that out as soon as the time gets closer. Right. Um, I'll announce the winners on Facebook Live, kind of like an actual award show on like TV. You know, I want to make it something like that, something different and something cool. And especially with, you know, coronavirus going around and everything like that, don't want people in a, in a place together anyway. Right, yeah. <laughs> I think I would get enough traction to do a hey, come down to Florida, yeah, yeah. announce these awards, <laughs> right? So, uh, that's big, big, probably the biggest reason why I'm doing it on Facebook Live, yeah. I mean, you can, always, you can always crash the IDA awards at uh, oh, yeah, and, and do, them, do them there, but yeah. So, we're gonna have so, trophies, um, they're gonna be like these crystal trophies, you know etched in like the cross polishers and everything like that. Right. And uh, the belt is here to stay for the paint correction of the year. So that was voted in where the belt will, will be the forever award for that, that uh, contest. Right. Now, now about the belt, because Patrick's was a little different than the, yeah. than the, than the, the, the prototype he made up. Wasn't, wasn't his black and yellow? His is black and yellow. Mine was just black. I just wanted to, like I said, that was a prototype. I wanted to see how it was going to look, how it was going to come out and everything like that. So I already had it in my head that, that the winner was going to get the yellow belt. Oh, okay. Because I thought that looked pretty sharp. Oh, yeah. If I, if I ever win it, I'm going to pull a stone cold though and put some rattlesnake sand on the inside. I can, I can do that for you. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I can do rattlesnake. I, I can do rattlesnake. I've got to. I've got to win. I got to win the month first, and I still haven't done that. So, <laughs> winning for the year is, is a long shot for me. <laughs> I get. I get stuff that's too new, man. Um, some of these guys that are doing winning this stuff, I don't even feel bad for for losing sometimes um, because I know that a lot of these other guys are just getting absolute hammered stuff and making it look what just meant. Um, so I don't, I don't even feel bad about that. Oh, well, um, this year's pain correction of the year contest is going to be pretty wild, man, because I already know some of the entries. And yeah. it's, <laughs> oh, boy, it's going yeah. to be a fun one to watch this year. Yeah, I know. I know. I know you. I know you told me one, and and I'm, I, I I'm kind of giving up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to that. Um, all right. So that was kind of about it. All I had. Um, you know, I think that I think that was uh, a nice intro to first episode. Um, got to know you a little bit better. I feel. Um, I mean, we kind of talk every day, but. Yeah. Uh, like this um so man I, I appreciate you being my my first guest hopefully you're not the only guest ever I, was honored, <laughs> man. I really was honored this is the first podcast i was ever on so i'm pretty excited and pumped i mean even though we're friends and everything like that i do appreciate you yeah. wanting me to be the first one and i really do hope that uh you get a lot more uh people that want to come on or or agree to come on too because i feel like this will be and a little bit more relaxed compared to yeah. the other ones out there. And there are some good ones out there. Don't get me wrong, but right, right. you have, you create a platform for the little guys, which is awesome. Right. And honestly, you know, my, my whole goal with this is, is to talk to people that I want to talk to, like people that I want to know a little bit more about, like detail guys that I want to know a little bit more about that. Maybe, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe I'm just, I'm just, not not afraid or, or or whatever, but just don't feel like reaching out to them on a text or a phone call. Or maybe I just don't feel like I know them enough to kind of do that. But but I want to get to know them. So maybe yeah. if I invite them on in a in a podcast type setting and ask them, you know, some some fun questions and make it, you know, like you just said, just kind of make it casual and simple. Um, it's a good way for me to kind of learn about some of these other guys um, and girls out there that mm-hmm. either I look up to or that I kind of notice, like I see their work in the groups and, and just kind of, you know, blows me away kind of deal. Um, so that's, that's kind of, you know, my goal with it. Um, so yeah, man, I, I appreciate it. Um, um, unless you've got anything else to say, I guess we can just kind of cut it there and then I can edit all this stuff together and try and drop it here sometime soon. All right, man. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Jason. I appreciate you being on. Jason Bruno, ladies and gentlemen, from Pain Assassins, um, www.facebook.com backslash Pain Assassins. Um, website Instagram. coming soon. <laughs> yeah, website, website coming soon. Instagram is um, at paint underscore assassins underscore. Yep. Bingo. Okay. Okay. So at paint underscore assassins underscore. Um, no Twitter, no Twitch, no Reddit, no OnlyFans, none of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> nope. 
Those are the only two social media platforms that I have. <laughs> yeah, I think that's all I got, too. Uh, all right, buddy. Well, you have a great night, man, and uh, I'll shout at you later. All right, man. All right, buddy. Thank you. All right, everybody. So that was Jason Bruno. We really appreciate that he was on for our very first episode. Next episode, whenever we do this, I don't know if it's going to be a weekly or a monthly type deal, um, but on our next episode, we're probably going to have one that everybody will want to pay attention to just because of the little back and forth uh, rivalry, bromance, as it was dubbed last year. Uh, we're going to have Mr. Aaron Knox, um, one of the founders of KXK Dynamics. Um, he's a worldwide tester for CarPro, for probably a whole bunch of other things that we don't know about. The guy's kind of a little bit of a man of mystery. So next episode, stay tuned. Aaron Knox. Thank you.